When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello, Matt. That's a very different intro. Well, do you remember last week or whenever we last recorded, I was like, I'm going to just mix it up a bit. Yeah, I liked it. It was very calming. It's very soothing. I've learned how annoying it is when you start a a trademark and then you can never move on from it. So (laughs) I don't want that to be the case with this podcast. No, but your YouTube trademark is very different to this one. I can't imagine people doing this in the street to you. (laughs) Hello and welcome to Lower Expectations. (laughs) Hello, listeners of (laughs) Lower. Yeah, so we're just going to mix it up. You know, you you can sometimes go... What's up, guys? I will, actually. I will jump in sometimes. I just take the lead. So all the responsibility isn't on you Hi. all the time. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> but how are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? Very good, thank you. We've had some exciting news recently, haven't we? <laughs> What's been going on? Spilled the tea. <laughs> yeah. We've actually decided to partner up with Patreon. That makes it sound like it's sponsored. And we, it's not. It's not sponsored <laughs> at all. But we have decided to join Patreon. I feel like it's more of a known thing in America. Yeah, definitely. Than the UK. I don't, I've got no idea what Patreon is, Marcus. Explain it to me. Oh, here we go then, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Patreon is essentially a site that allows creators of stuff, well, stuff whatever it is, to place their work and offer up rewards to fans of their work in like for kind of a subscription i guess so if you're a fan of something you could for example if you're a fan of our podcast lower your expectations you could head over to our patreon which is patreon.com forward slash lower your expectations original i know (laughs) and um we're essentially offering a bunch of different rewards in different categories because we kind of feel like it's not too cheeky to ask for this no it's not it's not cheeky at all because i think there's some i'm not going to name and shame anyone but there's a lot of creators on there who just expect support for nothing whereas for every tier we've got on there there's a list of exclusive things that you're getting that you otherwise wouldn't have so you know we're providing a service and in exchange for that we're asking for support that you do that much better than me were you rehearsing that before i came in (laughs) (laughs) I was dreaming about it last (laughs) night. (laughs) But for example, some of the things might be, we're going to be putting the episodes, giving it an exclusive window for a couple of days. We're going to be doing bonus segments of there. We're going to be doing live Q&As, live hangouts with you guys. There's going to be some merch opportunities in there once we've got the merch up and running. The live hangouts are going to be wild. I'm quite worried. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you've never done one, have you? So it's going to be, I mean, if you needed a reason to join, it's to see Matt on a live hangout. Oh, God. (laughs) I think I watched you do a YouTube hangout before. Yeah live one but no i've never done anything like that so yeah come and watch the train crash (laughs) (laughs) one of the other tiers we're going to be doing and experimenting with is putting the podcast in full video format on the patreon which scares both of us because it means we're always going to be watched 
<laughs> like at least how we do it now we just put the segments of it on youtube whereas now it might be that we're just being watched all the time usually i'll run in mid-episode go and do my hair and stuff and then come back i'm yeah. like i'm ready guys now it's nowhere to it's hide. gonna go back to what i told you when we had guests on before of when i'm in shot with them and they're talking i've got my listening face it's on. my favorite Cause thing because i'm just i'm obviously sat there but the camera's on me as well so i've got to just like really be in that moment you're I'm gonna so know glad what it feels i like. never have to do that and it's it's nice so i watch you i'm thinking like oh we it must be hard concentrating on what they're saying but also like thinking I hope I don't as well look like a dick. but not only that and then thinking oh i need to actually look at my laptop right now but it's gonna be oh. really rude if i turn my head away there we go <laughs> if some of you are wondering what we're going to be doing with that money hello this is our podcast studio our very own space which is very exciting it's still in the works we have a mattress just lying up against the wall at the moment <laughs> we have sound pads to pad around the room but we also want to take the podcast global in the sense that we would love to take it to america we would love to take it to australia we would love to do a tour we would love to get different guests from all over the world on and having a sort of production budget would allow us to do that wait so you mean all that stuff costs money is that what you're saying yeah for me <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so yeah like we said if you are a fan of this podcast and you'd maybe want to support us great thank you we would really appreciate that there'll be a link in either the sort of podcast notes whatever you listen to device find the notes on there or like we said go to patreon maybe i should spell that yeah, because it is a funny it, word, isn't it? P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash lower your expectations. But yeah, and if you don't want to do that, guys, I'm not going to hold it against you. It's fine. As long as you keep listening to the podcast, that's that's okay. It just means you don't like us as much as other people. But you know, that's up to you. If you don't like us, that's fine. <laughs> no, but seriously, no jokes. If you don't want to do that, obviously, absolutely fine. Yeah, Continue fine. to listen to the podcast <laughs> however you do. And we will still love and appreciate you for that. Yep. But if you do get on board, we love you even more. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. So I know you've just got back from a flight. Are you... You ready to go on another one? Oh god! Are you a bit jet lagged, or are you okay to go on another flight so I'm, quickly? I'm ready, raring to go. Okay, because Brexit luckily doesn't affect this flight because we're not going to Europe. We're going to outer space, and we're going to go all around the internet and the world of the internet. And look over there! Oh wait, that's Patreon. 
forward slash low expectations. That's a new addition. I've never seen that there before. And then on the right, you've got Jake Paul and Shane Dawson going on an ATV. ATV? ATR? I don't know, AT-something. Don't want to interrupt. And Shane looks like he's terrified and Jake looks like a stone-cold killer. Anyway, we're landing. We're on a planet that looks like Mars isn't Mars. It is the digital world. You got your hand up. Am I allowed to add something in? Yep. I cannot wait till you have to do that on the video on Patreon. So <laughs> you always say you're fine doing it because no one sees it. it. <laughs> well, you if you go to Patreon, you'll see it. Brilliant. So, yeah, so we're in the digital world, guys. We're here. We've landed. What else can we talk about other than Shane? Because hello, we got a motherfucking feature. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. Yeah, it was mental, wasn't it? Well, you were not live, but you must have been getting the tweets and stuff from people as what it happened. I started watching it four minutes after it came out did you actually oh my day you're such a keen fan you gotta think (laughs) it was um i was in berlin and it was obviously an hour further ahead so i think he dropped some at eight in the uk so it was nine nine. so i was like already at home and i was talking about it with steffi because i showed her episode four and she was then like oh my god i want to watch it and yeah i mean there we are we were watching and as i was watching my phone started vibrating oh that's so nice where are we we're slagging him off (laughs) (laughs) we weren't slagging him off (laughs) criticism it's fine but I was really not annoyed or anything, but I was in the underground of like yeah. a comedy club. So it was you know what the most frustrating thing was I was getting all the texts and the notifications. I couldn't do anything. It wouldn't let me send oh. anything. So I got your text yeah, saying, I te- mate, we're on yeah. Shane's video. I was just like, oh, he doesn't give a shit. No. Cool. <laughs> all right. Nice. Mate, I showed, like Gemma was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Oh my God. But then the next act was literally started. So I couldn't go upstairs or anything. She left right but there. No, it was so bad because during that person, I couldn't think about anything else Other than, than the Shane moment. video. Like, what, what, have I, what have I said? And what, it was really funny because I was really worried about like, what I personally said or anything. When I watched it, I just said yes. <laughs> so you say something yeah, and I go yeah yeah because you were texting me you were saying oh my god what like what did I say is it negative and I was like to be honest I'm slagging him off and then you just go yeah no you just say I want Jake I want Paul Jake. that's fine it was funny though because how he cut it was the reaction straight from us to him standing there reacting to the criticism like <laughs> and I was like oh Shane I'm sorry mate I did a really like excited tweet when I got out yeah, not was, realizing what well it's a bit embarrassing now and I just go <laughs> yes <laughs> I made it. I'm yeah, famous. Your face has now been viewed yeah, by 15 crazy. million people. You're going to be recognised on the street. People are going to walk over and, yeah. are you that guy that said, yeah, in Shane Dawson's video? I'm going to order something. <laughs> Do you want coffee? Like, yes. Yeah. And like, oh, who was that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was Shane too, but I imagine it was Andrew who yeah. found the clips. Yeah. And I was thinking, I wonder if he liked the video or not. I don't think he's going to like it, is he? What do you think? Well, it doesn't matter what you make. If you've put so much time and effort in something and someone's like, bit shit, you're not going to be like, oh, I like this. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when a film gets a really shit review, I always think what it must be like being involved in the people that any member of the team that made that film. It'd be like the worst day of your life. Especially films that it's like a year of your life. I mean, it's like one star. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, Was that Rotten Tomatoes 30%? Oh, <laughs> sick. Okay, right. so at time of recording, we have just watched episode five. So we should clarify because I think... Out of eight, isn't it? Yeah, six is definitely out by the time this is out. Maybe seven. I don't know if that will be out. I don't think so. I don't so. think seven will be. Jake has just met Shane or Shane has just met Jake. He's gone to the Team Ten house. And the idea behind the episode, I guess, was to kind of day, day in the, in the life, life with yeah. Jake Paul slash just 
the nonsense that goes on in that house. Yeah, it's meant to be like a fun... Because uh, with his normal other series, the first episode's always like the fun of getting to know them, mm-hmm. and then you go into the, the, the deepest layers the of it. The serious chats. Yeah, exactly. So this was that. For the most part, didn't it like Jake was having that much fun? Yeah, so from the moment he met Jake, I got weird vibes off him. I, he seemed a bit nervous, but Shane also seemed nervous. And I've said it to you before... <sighs> I mean, offence or not, to Jake, he just cannot string a sentence together without using the word like every five to ten words. Is that a consequence of his age, do you think? I like, don't know, maybe. Maybe I'm, that's a massive insult to 21-year-olds because <laughs> I don't know if I was like that when I was 21. I can't remember. I, I don't know. I know what you mean, though, because you said that about the... He went on True Geordie's mm-hmm. podcast before his fight with Deji mm-hmm. and it was the same thing. Well, it was, I was almost glued to Logan's interview because it was such a fascinating one because of how much Logan... He comes across really kind of, I guess, intelligent in the way he tells stories and his experiences. And then when it came to Jake in the True Geordie podcast, I was just like, what? It's not making any sense. He's not kind of giving any emotion. He's not setting a story, which not everyone can obviously do. But I was just expecting a bit more from Jake in terms of storytelling. I hope we're going to get there. But I said to you, he seemed emotionally not there. When he told the stories, I, I didn't feel anything when he talked about his upbringing and he just kind of seemed really... Well, everything in the same tone of voice. Yeah. Sociopath. <laughs> That's something I wanted to talk about with you because how interesting is it that Shane's putting out these episodes almost live in the sense that he does a couple and then has he puts them up, edits them, puts them up and then films the next couple so he's almost taking on all the criticism and the opinions of people and then changing it on the basis of that. Do you think that is how it works? Yeah, he tweeted the other day saying he's filming episode seven and then episode eight, etc. Because yeah. I thought he did it all in one go or in a two well. week period and then cuts it all up and you know slowly drip feeds it to the audience. But no which I found fascinating. So Jake's watched all this sociopath stuff. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, <laughs> hey, come to my house. <laughs> I'm doing everything I am to pr- I can to prove I'm not a sociopath. Yeah, I wanted to get your take on that because I've ne- never known something change in that way. It's like when Kanye West released Pablo, that was a thing that was also changing based on more himself rather than other people. Mm-hmm. But he would change tracks and you'd listen to it one day and it's completely different, different the next day. Different singer on that track. Yeah, which was crazy. Product. Because yeah. I got attached to things and then I'd be like, oh, I love that oh, bit. And now it's gone. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never known that with that's a bit YouTube di- series. Yeah, I think that's a little bit different because Kanye, you know, you put an album out and then he's gone and changed something that's there. Whereas Shane, it's kind of clever and it's cool that you, YouTube works this way that allows him yeah. to do that. Whereas a TV show, if a TV oh, show is made, you never do that. But I think he can do that because how it is now is still quite low budget in terms of it's just him and Andrew. Ultimately, he has the biggest responsibility because he is the, the one signing everything off. Yeah. So whereas in a TV show, you've got layers upon layers of people saying, oh, yeah, this is good. Yeah, yeah do this, do that. It's all up to him. It's a lot so of pressure. When he gets that criticism come in, you know, and we're guilty of doing that, which I don't apologize for because that's just our opinions. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that he has changed the direction of the show like in the episode yeah. he doesn't really talk about the sociopath thing anymore what? it's alluded to rather than outrightly said oh is this what a sociopath does because katie the therapist is there with him but they're not talking as explicitly about it as they were that's true i thought that when 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 um he was taking the therapist along i was like 
oh, where where are we going with this? What's going to happen now? She's going to... She's got a book. Yeah. <laughs> She's got her little textbook with her. I'm joking. What I did find interesting, mm. don't know if it has any relation as of yet, is there was a significant drop-off in the views from the first two. So the first two episodes, 20 million, yeah. 19 million. The second one, which arguably is the one that received a lot of criticism. Yeah. Third episode, 14 million views. I mean, we're talking, that it's mental. It is absolutely mental, but... It's going to have to remortgage his home. <laughs> Show's cancelled. Sorry, boys and girls. Why do you think that is? But are people losing interest? Yeah, because I think a lot of people watch that wanting Jake. Like, what we, mm. I don't need to talk about it again because we've already listened to our previous episodes where we've <laughs> talked about it. But already the one where Jake Paul is now in it, one day ago, 13 million views. You know, that's the interest, mm. isn't it? That's what the whole show's about. So, of course, it's going to pick up again. I do believe it's going to pick up. I just found it interesting how, yeah, the third episode had dropped off. 25% drop off, maybe. What do you think about this? So, obviously, we were critical about the mental health side. But Shane's deviated from his original kind of plan of all of this. And I feel a bit sorry for him because he seems so passionate about that mm -hmm. angle and to drop it like halfway through i mean i wonder what he would have done if he had just recorded all of this edited all of it and then just released it like a netflix where you binge it i wonder what the reaction would have been then if people could just go to the next episode was it because people had to wait <sighs> and it's like oh my god i just want to see jake i wonder if there would have been the same uproar about the sociopaths and all of that kind of stuff well i think that directly shows a difference between say a netflix or any traditional tv broadcaster yeah. and youtube is yes we have social media in place so new film comes out people will share their thoughts on social media but because youtube is so there's a direct comment section shane is going through those videos reading the top comments yeah there's probably tens of thousands of comments but he's still going and reading them and there is a top comments thing so opinions are being formed people will be seeing those comments and like you said because it's just him i think that he has taken that criticism and changed it but maybe it was his plan all along to do that i don't know yeah is that a good thing or a bad thing if it's like signed by committee <sighs> yeah but that's what you that's the whole that goes into a whole bigger topic with youtubers and yeah. making things that you want to do versus making things that the audience wants because we even know when we're doing things we know that doing a german video <laughs> The audience really loves that. Yeah. And it's like, we both know, honestly, that we could just do loads of German videos and they'll do really well. But isn't it nice? That's the new selling out doing a German video. Whereas before it would be... Uh, Zoella in the thumbnail. Zoe in the thumbnail. Logan Paul. fat frying pizza. Anything with other YouTubers in the thumbnail. Yeah. That, so that's, that, that's progress. <laughs> <laughs> As a creator, you've always had that knowing what does better in views, which still, I think, plays into Shane's thing maybe can we talk about quickly so from episode four shane interviews nick crompton yeah and that's my favorite episode so far by the way oh really even yeah. after seeing episode five yeah i really liked how nick explicitly says you know jake said i'm okay to do this so that's why i'm here i was yeah. like that's cool that's he seems like a guy who's got a lot of integrity well, no, yeah, not in that only, world away, it's easy not to have any integrity. Yeah, integrity, and you know, we've made fun of Nick Crompton. Well, I've made fun of him in video, memed him, whatever. But watching that, I was like, to be honest, I feel sorry for the guy, yeah. and he seems like a genuinely nice dude. Probably got a shit ton of experience in this space, and I found everything he said really enlightening. And it's going to be interesting to hear Jake's side of the story. Yeah. One question for you: yeah. How would you feel if? 
your parents in whatever work career you were doing saw that and you became successful in that and were like oh I'm gonna sort of bring myself into your world well so my my mum sat one side of me my dad sat the other side here and we're doing the podcast together yeah and they're sat there like Matt who do you like better <laughs> me no me yeah it's a lot to unpack I feel quite sorry for the Logan brothers yeah you know my family stuff is personal to me and my family yeah, of course I wouldn't necessarily like not having a control of what they're putting out there my parents anyway like it's just but, a but strange situation coming back to that that's why what nick said was so i really respect him because he was like look whatever goes on between two people that's their business like mm. that shouldn't be spread for other people to bring their opinions into and i just thought the whole family angle watching that kind of hit me and you're right i've part of me felt sorry for them because they've got these parents who are so wanting to be involved in everything they're doing but i have no idea what that would feel like i think the a smaller comparison is when you your parents mine haven't but lots of my friends have get social media and it's like no this is like our thing you guys what are you doing on here it's weird i don't like it like yeah that kind of stuff that kind and of it's st- a bit embarrassing a bit cringe but yeah they're just doing their thing why can't they do that yeah and when you say about like you know being in business, you know, your parents are doing the same thing as you. Well, a lot of the time it's the other way around, isn't it? The kids do what the parents do, yeah. join their business, or they take after them. I, you're doing this, I want to do that yeah. too. So what's so bad about the parents twisting it and being, oh, you guys are doing something really cool, I want to do that. Well, what do you think about that? I just think it's a weird switch up for a young adult to deal with. Jake, yeah. when he's 19, 20, 21, all of a sudden being almost the leader or becoming the parent and deciding on what they can and can't do. Because I guarantee when they've done their channels or whatever, they, they're going to them for advice or asking what they should do. And it is so weird. Now I'm thinking about it, it's so weird. Yeah. Like if my mum and dad were like, oh, wow, yeah. What do you think if we start a YouTube channel? Yeah, well, I mean, what would you do? But that It's not out of the realms of impossibility. That, that could happen. Would you say no if they asked you? I mean, if they just did it, then you'd be pissed off. It's, wouldn't you? it's but... not my it's not my place to say no because you can't stop them doing that. There is a place for them to create something on YouTube, of course. But my mum started uploading pictures of me as a kid at school and all this thing. That's when I'd have to draw the line a bit. Mum, do your thing and maybe don't take me. And so I do feel a bit sorry for Jake watching it, which I never thought those words would come out of my mouth ever. <laughs> So the second stop of this tour, we're interrailing in the digital world. Literally. PewDiePie, YouTube god. Goat. He is the goat. He's the biggest channel on the platform. Picked up on a brand that is going around, a company that has sponsored 100 YouTubers. Over 100 YouTubers. Over 100 YouTubers called BetterHelp. And they are an online therapy service, aren't they? Yeah, they essentially have come up with a concept and gone you're probably much more comfortable in your home getting your therapy online kind of via skype doesn't that sound like a great idea yes it does i'd love to do that that was you that was meant to do that bit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's cheaper yeah it's and cheaper it's supposedly and... cheaper than face-to-face consultation yeah but the main issue we won't don't worry, we won't bore you with all the ins and outs but it's the, a big scam it's a big scam because they're not taking responsibility for the therapists on there. It's down to the user yeah. to t- determine... Like, whether they're good or not. Yeah, whether they're good or not, <laughs> whether they have the right documentation, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Also, their payment structure is a bit 
muggy offy in the sense that they give <laughs> muggy offy. I think that's my favourite <laughs> phrase. <laughs> they give you a free week and then they say they charge, they bill you monthly, but they bill you the day after your week trial. So, but big YouTubers have been promoting this: Shane yeah. Dawson, Bobby Burns. I mean, there was loads on there. I'm trying to think. Philip Franco did it. Cody Co did it. But it brings up a larger issue, yeah. I think about influencers and YouTubers doing brand deals and where does the responsibility lie? Is it with the influencer or the YouTuber or is it with the who's managing them? Yeah. Like, where does it lie? What do you think? Oh, it's so hard because the weird thing is I watched Shane's and I even told you actually because I think we spoke the next day and I was like, did you watch the ad? And you said, no, you skipped it. Fair <laughs> enough. But I was like, oh, it's, it was really good actually because it's... It's all about therapy and helping yeah. people. And obviously the episode's inclusive of that stuff. But that's just how Shane had sold it to me. But then Shane has just had that messaging from that company saying, hey, this is what we do. We're going to pay you X amount of money. Spread that message. So you're right. Whose responsibility is it? I would say it falls... M- oh, I don't know Well, because you've obviously to... done extensive... Yeah. You've done loads of brand deals yeah. across your career. So yeah, how does it work? A brand will come in and they will go through management. If a brand comes to me, I just send it straight to them because they do all the negotiating and things like that. So once that's in there, the management will figure all the ins and outs because not to offend a lot of YouTubers, but some people just want to know simple facts of what they're doing. So Mm. their manager might call them up and say, hey, better help, want to work with you. They got this much money. This is what you have to do. So then a YouTuber has to decide straight away. They're just like, right. Then it's up to them to ask the questions. When it comes to me... I would ask Gleam, I'd be like, okay, cool. Tell me about the company. What is it? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I've known you to say, what do you guys think? Should I do this? Yeah. That kind of stuff. So there is a trust element. Between both of you, really. I would say it's between both because at the end of the day, if they have a call with BetterHelp, the management and BetterHelp, they're going, oh, this is what we do. Explain everything in a sellable way that makes you go, wow, that sounds great. They're obviously going to then pass that message on to me or said creator have you ever been sucked into a scam before anything like that no the worst case brand deal i've had is did a job with a company and they just went a well after like we had a contract obviously you have contracts you have yeah. a lot of legal terms that's there's a whole other topic we could talk about brand deals and how they work because i think it's such an interesting thing that people might want to know about i was working with you we did the job and then um i never got paid for it and and then you threaten with legal and the cost that it would take to take it to court doesn't make sense for the amount of money but Back to the original thing about yep. scam. I kind of do feel a bit sorry for the for the YouTubers in a way if it is going to turn into mainstream news because is it up to them to get like, I'm going to hold my hands up and say a brand that I've worked with, I haven't gone onto their website and read the terms and conditions. If this brand came along to me though, and it's about therapy and stuff, that is a little bit more of a sensitive subject, I would say. So I probably would have more questions I'd want to ask or more I'd want to know. Yeah. I guess if it's just like, I don't know, food or something, that's easier to be not as worried about. I guess you're right when it's a sensitive subject. If it's therapy, mental health, if it's religion, if it's anything like that, you're going to be more wary. You're going to look more into yeah. it. You know, we've done read-throughs on here before and stuff like that. And normally you're excited when something comes in and you yeah. read it and you are like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Like I may not have done what whatever it is that product does but you read it oh, okay great no problems with that i remember there was one time though we were both a bit uneasy about doing something and you know it didn't go through in the end but do yeah. you remember yeah yeah i do yeah because that is a bit more of a i guess a controversial topic but i get having this small bit of experience in it now i do understand the issue 
because at the end of the day, people want to make money, don't they? Yeah, it's, of course, of course. But that, co- that's really hard. It is because then the company also they changed their ter- they deleted their terms and changed them, mm. haven't they? And I'm I'm sure after PewDiePie's video, which will draw so much attention yeah, to it, of course it, it will. They'll have a whole team of people trying to sort their shit out. I think in conclusion, in my opinion, the responsibility does fall with the YouTuber in question because at the end of the day, your management company can do as much as they can, whatever. YouTubers, it's their faces, it's their names. I feel a bit sorry for them. They've been dragged into this, but I guess with something like you got to do your due diligence. But yeah, PewDiePie's literally gone into the terms and conditions, which I think most people would put their hands up and say, you know, when you get an insurance of some kind, you're not reading the 40 pages of it, are you? You're normally getting a breakdown of that. Yeah. Yeah, What do you think? What is your like concluding statement? (laughs) It's a weird one because I think that the brand, the company better help whatever are selling it to the managers whoever's doing that in a way that they're not going to be sharing the terms and conditions and then the management probably looked on the website and gone wow yeah this does seem legit read all of the reviews that they've put on there that seem really good and it's only if you actually decide to dig a lot deeper that the other stuff comes up in percentages what would you say is who well i think i think the company is the most yeah. Thing. taking them out taking them out they, they're it. doing whatever they're doing yeah aren't they? i would say 50 50 what do you guys think at home what, what you know tweet in hashtag lye give your thoughts on this percentage i can see how conflicted you are by it it is really it's such a tricky it's, thing yeah I'm, tr- I'm just trying to think if i was in that scenario because how it going back to how it works it's like management have lawyers and companies have lawyers so once a negotiation has happened once management's had a call with that company they'll go cool talk to the youtuber and we're like oh yeah this sounds good let's do it the lawyers then get together the lawyers of the management firm the lawyers of the company get together so and they create the contract so there's a whole other element of the lawyers in it and then does it fall on the lawyers well they operate (laughs) underneath the umbrella of the management isn't it yeah so yeah. ultimately then with that new information it i think it's a bit heavier with the management but <laughs> i know in america that it works a little bit differently whereas the youtubers have individual lawyers so how they have over uh, there like i'm just talking about my management i see some so people have manager and then they'll have their own individual lawyers outside of the management company who look over their brand deals i know i know loads of youtubers who have that so then the dilemma is are they <laughs> Yeah, lawyers aren't cheap, aren't they? So, so are they getting their lawyer to look over these terms and conditions? I would imagine that with most brands, yeah, most companies, you do meet them and stuff and they're nice and mm. you're not suspecting everyone to be a disaster. Each company you get involved with, they aren't going to be evil and things like that. Oh, no. So when you're, if you're an individual YouTuber and you've got your own separate lawyer, you're not going to want to vet every single company because there's 0.01% who's going to be fucking evil. Yeah. Yeah, essentially, yeah. <laughs> you know, like think of all the all the people that we've had meetings with, mm. brands, all these things, and imagine we've never left being like, fucking hell, they seem evil. But then you do have a good screening process. When you get the emails through, they come through to you and you will show me the funny ones where you're like, well, I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm obviously not doing this. So yeah, maybe true. they're not doing that for different companies. You're like, oh, that's, that's some yeah. good money, actually. I'm sure it's fine. Because just to add in finally, you should watch the PewDiePie video because mm. he goes in detail. But something we didn't say is, did make it a little bit weirder, I thought, is the YouTubers weren't being paid on a flat rate 
on in oh, terms yeah, of impressions they were being paid on a conversion rate so how many people you get to go over and actually sign up to their site then the youtuber gets paid that is always a bit of a weird one imagine using a code like with, marcus with, butler to then get therapy it's with so therapy weird. <laughs> it's weird I, I'm trying with to think. other things, it's fine. Like yeah, a referral course, course. or something to clothes or something. But with, with there, it's, so it's a bit health. weird, isn't it? Good on you, PewDiePie and the team, for picking up on this because well, yeah. the company shouldn't get away with it, basically. They're mis-selling information. He is good, isn't he? Are you ready? for one of the most controversial big questions we've ever had on this podcast. I this can is, see the question already. This is epic, that this is so big. I'm almost nervous to say it. I don't want to offend anyone. This is just This so is big. Matt covering up that it's going to be very embarrassing. This is just such a huge news story. Like, guys, if you haven't heard it, where have you been? Like, seriously, where have you been? So the headline is, Christmas sandwiches go on sale in October. Yeah, it is a bit, a bit far-fetched, isn't it? To the delight of hungry shoppers. To, to be honest, it's not even worth reading out the article. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sums it up, yeah. It does, okay. doesn't it? Yeah, that so sums it, it up. Is, so everyone does a version of a Christmas sandwich at all your outlets. They've now gone on sale in October. It's out a bit early. I have always stood by anything before Halloween just needs to yeah. not be a thing. I agree, because you're building up to Halloween it's now. It's just not a not thing, mate. Christmas. We're still 10 weeks away from Christmas. I'm glad we haven't heard Christmas music yet. I'm glad we both share that. Don't do anything Christmas-themed until Halloween. Because yeah. then November's like a Christmas-y November's month, like, all right, you know, now I can start thinking about it. Fuck off before then. But we are going to start thinking about it on this podcast right now, and right. it's the 10th of October. So my question to you is, and again, I'm so sorry for making you do this, it's really hard i don't want you to get in trouble for this we'll get in touch with gleam and just check it's okay to speak about what is your favorite winter themed meal (laughs) you thought brexit was hard (laughs) wow (laughs) which way should i spill the tea (laughs) what even is a christmas themed meal yeah give me some examples like people have like roasted chestnuts yeah mince pies Mold wine? Brussels sprouts. Mold wine, that's a big one, isn't it? Yeah. See, I'm a bit weird because I have Brussels sprouts all year round. Yeah, same. But people think of it as a winter thing, don't they? Yeah. Mm. Think of when you go into one of those big Christmas festival places, oh, all the shit they g- have there. Uh, think about that. Oh. Uh, like, like, bit of cheese. Is that a Christmas thing? Or is that just Mine a thing is. for you? <laughs> 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 Never heard someone go, oh, Christmas Day, I love cheese. <laughs> I'm going to go... I was just going to be really boring and say I just love Christmas dinner. Oh, Christmas dinner. Yeah. yeah but that's I love just my a, roast turkey. It's just a roast dinner, isn't it? Nah, but it's a special one. I'm going to go with mulled wine then. I was walking around Berlin last... That's weird to say, last night, thinking... Um, what, you wanted some? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. Was it nice and like wintry? Was it cold? Yeah, it was getting cold. I like it now. It's getting cold because it's like fresh as yeah. well. And this summer was so hot. Give it a month Sticky. and we're going to be like, I want summer. What's yours? It, you're going to love this. It's like a little lesson in cheese. Oh. So it's a Mont d'Or. And basically, it's a French cheese. It's only sold in the winter months. And you have it traditionally on Christmas Eve. And it's like a sociable cheese. So you bake it. No, and you for, dip stuff in it. Yeah, 20 to 30 minutes, 160, 180 degrees. And put a little layer of uh, pancetta on top of it and a bit of white wine. It's amazing. I want you to have it. 
but I don't think you ever would. <laughs> You're I not think a cheese I've had man, it before. Are you? I think I've had it before. Have you? Yeah, I think so. Mondor the way you've just said is it is the absolute one. So you can have it like baked camembert and stuff as well, but Mondor is like a lot more depth in the flavour, more rich. Is this now a cheese podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, you just went on. You just went on. Yeah, just an absolute rant about cheese. But, but no, cheese I'm not, monger. I'm not a cheese person, no. going to change it. In this office, I'm going to do your cheese platter. Please don't. I am. Because Christmas. that's the, what I hate the most about cheese is the smell. When we do a Christmas party. You can't party, get away from I'm, the mate, I'll, disgusting I'll stench. Also, it's, just, it's like fermented milk, isn't it? Most of it's just gone off, probably shouldn't be eaten. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode, guys. I really hope you've enjoyed us rambling on. I don't know, as always, I feel like I want to change the outro as well. I might just be like, all right, thanks, guys, bye. No, that's it's so nice. much easier, it's isn't it? a lovely it? way to say bye to everyone. Do you think? Thanks for sticking around with us and keep rating us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And joining Patreon. Joining Patreon, uh, www.patreon.com forward slash lower your expectations. Like, I could be an influencer. I'm you are. getting there now. You're, you're <laughs> <laughs> just do a job of better help and then you'll be done. But yeah, thank you very much, guys. We will see you guys next week. I might just say guys again because I feel like I've said guys so many times in this outro. So see you then, guys. Bye, guys. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.